Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. It is a, a rainy Friday as we record this here. Um, I think the weather's going to clear out and be nice. Um, before we get uh, visiting with our guests, um, some quick announcements. Number one, Michelle is not with us today. She's busy doing some other things that actually probably pay her rather than being here with me. But anyway, uh, Rodney's on the board back there. Hello, Rodney. Hello. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning, good morning. Um, so, uh, Porch Fest reminder again, April 15th from 2 to 6 p.m. Um, on business porches up and down Rhode Island Avenue. And some residential porches tucked in there, of course, too. We'll have a main stage at 1301 Rhode Island Avenue. And lots of good opportunities um, to shop and eat and enjoy wonderful music uh, during the day on April 15th. Um, We also have the date set for our annual meeting. Um, It will be Wednesday, May 10th. uh, And this year it will be um, hosted at Art Enables at... um, Oh, gosh, now I'm blanking on the address for Art Enables, but we'll get that to you next time around. We're, we've got invitations coming out in the next few days. Um, May 10th from uh, 7 to 9 p.m. at Art Enables. That is our fourth annual meeting, I think. Third? Well, anyway, it's our annual meeting, so y'all come on out. It's our chance to talk about what we've accomplished over the last year and um, get feedback from you all on what you would like to see happening go forward as we go forward. Um, give you some uh, sneak peeks into some of the plans for the upcoming years and um, of course hear from uh, some of our good friends and allies uh, such as Councilmember McDuffie and DSLBD Director Anna Harvey so uh, just plan on joining us all right Uh, as always we want to thank our sponsors the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development it is their grant dollars to us that help provide the funds to produce this show uh, and, and all of the services that we provide to small businesses in, in the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor. Uh, so big thanks to DSLBD and DHCD for that grant money. Okay, and now it is time to check in with Casey at Good Food Market. Good morning, Casey. How you doing? Morning, Kyle. Morning, Michelle. Oh, no Michelle today. No Sorry. Michelle. You're oh. stuck with me. Just Kyle. That's just all right. Me. So what's going on at the market? Yeah, so we got um, our 2017 high mowing seed bin, um, and this is just one of my favorite things that we do. Uh, high mowing seeds is a great seed company. Um, everything that they do is organic, um, and they're super affordable. So we've got some new varieties, and we brought in things like fennel and leeks. I think we have a few new herbs this year, some varieties of lemon basil. Um, things like that. Um, and the 2016 seeds that we did still have, um, we we're putting those on half off. So if you want to test your luck um, and try some year-old seeds, I mean, high-mowing seeds are such high quality that I bet you could get at least 75% germination on those seeds um, for half the price. Oh, absolutely. So we've got those, too. Yeah, I've used that, that um, brand before, and they've been great. Yeah, they're wonderful, um, and they're super easy for things like the salad mix. Um, people shouldn't be afraid of, of starting a garden, you know, whether you want to do it in pots indoors um, in their kitchen or if you want to do it in your front yard, either in pots or directly into the ground. 
Um, there are a lot of yards here that have really good shade um, that could definitely do well with some herbs and flowers this summer. Yeah, greens like the shade too, right? You know, lettuce yeah, and things exactly. like that. So the greens don't want the super bright sun. They want, you know, some moderate sunlight. So putting it, you know, on the side of your house in a pot is a great way to just have a little mescaline mix. Um, you can add as a side to your lunch or your dinner. Um, those things are cut and come again. So you just grow it like, you know, any old herb. Um, you sprinkle the seeds into a pot. Don't really bury them very deep. Um, they'll sprout up within a few weeks, and then you literally just wait until you've got some baby greens. Uh, cut those down, and then they'll go right back, and you just keep cutting them until, uh, until they pretty much lose their flavor. So. Any uh, Anything new in the prepared foods case? Um, well, we are doing um, pre-orders now for some of our dips because we found that those do really well. So we had our, you know, our spinach artichoke dip um, and the nacho cheese sauce. Um, so with barbecue season coming up and everybody getting ready for summer, before everybody leaves town, um, if you want to pre-order a dip platter from us, um, you can just come in and do that with any of our any of our cashiers. Um, and you can do a whole platter that serves probably about six people, maybe more even. Wow. Um, and those are about nineteen ninety nine, depending on what it is. And then if you just give us two days' notice, we'll have that ready for you for a big party. Very nice. And uh, yeah. the seven-layer dip, man, that's some good stuff. The seven-layer dip is crazy good. I cannot keep it stuck. Yeah, um, I've yeah, noticed that. I've noticed that. I've gone in there because, <laughs> you know, I can tell my wife, it's well, it's vegetarian. Yeah, we've got a vegetarian one and a <laughs> vegan one. Um, and the vegan one comes with the avocado, which is a little added bonus. If maybe you're not even vegan, you just want to be dairy-free for a few days or something. Never, never dairy free. And speaking <laughs> of Kyle. speaking of not dairy free, uh, <laughs> man, that luck of the Irish ice cream. That's have you eaten all your share yet? I I've got one Are hidden. You saving the, it. I've got one Checking hidden in the back in the of the freezer for, yep. for a special occasion. That, that is no joke. That was like <laughs> mint ice cream with Oreo cookies in it. it that yeah, is it's seriously phenomenal. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, so I'm drooling now. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, still got the mangoes in the little champagne mangoes. Yeah, we do still have some of the mangoes. Um, and we're starting to get, um, like I said, into more of the, the spring stuff. So I, I know some farmers who are starting to see some early cucumbers and zucchini, um, because it's been such a warm season, they're already having these things put out flowers. Um, so if they're starting to see those fruits coming in now, we'll probably be able to get some wholesale from them within the next few weeks or so. So look out for some cucumbers and, um, maybe some early, you know, patty pan squash or yellow bar squash, things like that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Is Good Food Market going to do its, um, its, uh, little, um, garden plot over there in the in the community garden yeah the langdon garden yeah we are going to be over there um we're going to be working with um the green scheme on that and we're going to be working with um the folks at the community garden to their uh the seedlings we're going to be selling some starts like we did last year so if you don't feel confident growing from seed we will have some veggie starts that are probably those might be about a month old. Um, so they've got a stem and everything, and you just pop those things in the ground and water them. That's like all you got to do. I like it. All right. Yeah, easy. Okay, so remind listeners where they can track you down, Casey. Absolutely. So Good Food Markets is at 2006 Rhode Island Avenue. We're at the corner of 20th and Rhode Island. Um, we're online at goodfoodmarkets.com, um, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Sounds great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. See you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, this morning we have got um, a very interesting guest today. We, uh, we've got Claudia Herrera from the Department of Consumer and Regulatory Affairs. Good morning, Claudia. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. Um, so, Claudia, you joined us for um, a training session for small businesses a few weeks ago, and yep. you just had such amazing information to share. I wanted to make sure and get you on the show here. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for joining us. Okay. So when, um, let's start at the beginning. When a small business is looking to open up in the district of Columbia, um, it can be, it can be a little overwhelming, all the things that they need to do to get ready to open a business. Uh, what would you say is one of the first steps that needs to happen? Well, I would say one of the very first steps that a business should do when coming into our agency is visit our Small Business Resource Center because we can walk them through the process of becoming licensed, uh, getting their corporation status, and also getting any type of permits that might, they might need. So we actually sit down with them one-on-one and explain to them the process that they need to go moving forward. Great. And the Small Business Resource Center, is that part of the of DCRA? Yep. So it's a division under our Business and Professional Licensing Administration. Um, we provide needs when it comes to business licensing, and we also have partnerships with different nonprofits around the city, such as like the DC Bar Pro Bono Center, Washington Area Community Investment Fund, to provide free legal counseling or to gain access to capital. Very good. Very good. So um, business licensing and corporate registration that's a that's a decision businesses have to make you know what kind of um kind of business structure they're going to have mm-hmm. can you give a little bit of um an overview of of what the different types are yep so when it comes to a corporation um First of all, business needs to decide if they want to be a sole proprietorship or if they want to be a type of corporate entity. Um, usually, um, when a business gets started, they might choose to be an LLC, or if they are going in conjunction with someone else, they might be, want to be a partnership. And an LLC is Limited Liability Corporation? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, LLP is a limited liability partnership. So sometimes if you're um, want to have like 50-50 split off uh, when it comes to your corporate entity, they might form something like that. Versus a sole proprietorship, they would just register their name, but they have more liability when it comes to their business. Right. And what are the different types of... Um, so like I've seen on, on uh, tax forms, so, you know, are you an S-Corp, are you a C-Corp? Is any of that relevant to the DCR? Well, no, that's with federal and D.C. Office of Tax and Revenue. So they're the ones that um, recognize the S and the C Corps. We just recognize if they are registering an actual corporation. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So you you also license different professional aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, So... um, you know what I'm. One of the things that I'm thinking of is um, a dentist office. Mm-hmm. Um, specialty licensing for that. What What are some other business types that you license? Uh, when it comes to professional licensing or an actual business license. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> All of the above, maybe. I mean, we don't have to have an exhaustive list, but um, I mean, I I would imagine that a business license for a dentist would be slightly different than a business license for maybe a manicurist? Mm -hmm. Well, they're both considered professional licenses um, under our Business and Professional Licensing Administration. So for dentists, mechanics, um, cosmetology, they would need to go through a testing 
phase and then apply for their professional license versus if someone's opening up like a deli or a restaurant or being a general contractor they would just go through our regular business basic business licensing process gotcha mm-hmm. so but dcra handles all of that yep mm-hmm. wow that's that's a lot of moving parts yep. mm-hmm. so uh from start to finish let's say pick up an, an imaginary business that wants to be a sole proprietor um uh, i don't know deli mm-hmm. and um and they just lo- just located the space they want to, to build out their business in. Uh, what are some of the licenses and permits that they will be getting through DCRA to not only build out their business, but then open their business? So one of the very first things that we tell um, customers when they come up with a business idea, especially if they're coming up, if they have an actual location, to check with our zoning division. Because let's say it was a beauty salon before. You want to make sure that you're actually able to open up a delicatessen there. So it's just simply coming into our office or calling, telling them the address. Hey, can I sit there and open up a deli at this location? If they give them the green light, then they can apply for the proper building permits to do their build out and then they have to go through the department of health to do their health um, inspections gotcha and when you mentioned the the zoning issues um you know i think that's something that so many people aren't really aware of Mm -hmm. that you can't always you can't just put any business you want to anywhere you want to right because there's different um and, and we just had a whole new round of zoning overhaul right mm-hmm. so what was c2a is now uh something completely different mm-hmm. don't ask me to tell you what it is but, um but yeah i mean you can't um there were there was a, a business that wanted to open as a as a dog boarding facility but they weren't allowed they, to. Were, they weren't allowed in the spaces they want because it just wasn't zoned for that so so a lot of times um People think that, oh, since this is like a commercial space, I can open up whatever I want, a dog walking business, a restaurant, or a beauty salon. But in reality is that if it's not properly zoned for that business type, then they can't open there. So that's why we always suggest just give us the address. We'll let you know yes or no because a lot of time what happens is that they'll go through the build out. We'll give you the permit to do the build out. <laughs> you really want the permit. <laughs> I know. And they'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and then they come to find out when they're trying to apply for their CFO that they can't have that type of business there. Wow. So all they had to do is ask up front if yep. it was a good space. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would imagine, you know, too, if they're working with a, a you know, a relatively competent real estate agent that 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 agent would advise them appropriately as well well they usually contact us so if they don't want to like let's say the customer doesn't want to do it themselves the agent will sit there and contact us and do the their what what we call their homework Mm -hmm. um but sometimes the agent will be like hey well there's a restaurant right beside you so you can open up there but sometimes that's not always the case (laughs) there's one restaurant (laughs) so it must be okay for two right Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha um so you know, things have been changing uh, a lot in the D.C. economy over the last, what, 10 crazy years. Yeah. Um, what what do you see as, as being one of the biggest challenges for small businesses in their relationships with DCRA? Finding space. Um, now that we have all these restaurants, hotels, and different type of chains coming into the District of Columbia, a lot of people now want to know what's the best space for them to move into that will 
grant them the greatest outcome because sometimes they'll think that in these different wards that they can sit there and be more profitable and sometimes within a year they might end up shutting down so it's all about doing your research homework and finding out exactly where what what location is in need of your business idea yeah yeah a whole lot of research um I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, so many of the major corridors in D.C., Rhode Island Avenue included, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've got grants that we offer businesses. And um, this is one of the deputy mayor for planning and economic development, Great Street Corridors. So there's grants available there. Mm-hmm. But not everywhere on the corridor fits Correct. that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I had somebody say, Hey, look, I got a, I got a business on Rhode Island Avenue and, and I want to, I want to get grants right. and you know, darn it. They were just, they were just outside of our borders and just outside of the great streets borders and we couldn't help them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of devastating for all of us, but I uh, mean, they have other options. Like, let's say, um, like I mentioned, one of our partnerships is the Washington Area Com- Community Investment Fund. I mm-hmm. mean, they can apply for a microloan. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find different ways to access capital that will be low interest versus going into a bank themselves. So those are other options. So from a regulatory perspective, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you've seen businesses have to deal with? Permitting. Yeah. Yeah, like um, a lot of times when they'll submit their permits, they might not all be correct. So they'll come back with comments and they might have contractors that are sitting there doing all of their drawings. And then they keep coming back with errors saying, you know, this isn't placed properly, the venting, the air conditioning like a lot of a lot of these new businesses need to go through green building because now we're going in that direction where everything has to be green and clean so a lot of times our customers are complaining about um well i'm not getting my permit but we what they don't realize is that if you don't give us the proper information when it comes to like you know your email your phone number to follow up with you to let you know that these are the comments that are coming back from our inspections division from our zoning division fire and plumbing that you need to correct these in order to proceed forward to be approved for a permit and is there is there kind of one-stop shopping with regards to those permits um one of one of the things that that i've heard um some business owners complain about as they they feel like um, they get you know one answer from from one inspector and and then the next time they, they correct that and then the next time the inspector comes out they find something completely different that they could have found the first time and um, it, it I know that you know you guys are short staffed and overworked on a regular basis it, is there is there a way to to that a business owner can assist in making that um, a more fluid process? I mean, our inspectors do the best that they can every time that they go out. And usually it's the same inspector that goes out to that same location because they have to sometimes go through two or more inspections to Mm -hmm. sit there and then be approved for their permit and then ultimately be approved for a certificate of occupancy. Um, I mean, if what we suggest is that if you have a question please contact our agency, um, talk to the inspector when they're on site, ask them, like, what do I need to do? Making sure that everything is in line so that you can move along with the process because it has to go through different offices within the zoning division to sit there and be approved. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just so many moving parts that, um, gosh, I don't know how anybody on either end of the, 
of the equation keeps up with it all. That's that's a that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I remember um, there was some discussion about doing some sort of one-stop online web portal. Is that has that come to fruition yet? Yeah. So we have a um, online web portal where you can sit there and register your business from start to finish. You can do your corporation business licensing permitting and also register with the Office of Tax and Revenue all through the portal. Nice. Very nice. So that saves a whole lot of parking meter fees. and uh, Yeah, that's Yeah, and you can upload your documents instead of coming into our office. Right. Everybody likes that. <laughs> um, what uh, Some of your, your permits are renewable every year or every other year or something like that? Uh, when it comes to permits, uh, that... Licenses, excuse me, licenses. Right. So most of our licenses are on a two-year span. They have to be renewed every two years. But there are some licenses, such as our general business license, that can be renewed every four years. But then they would just have to pay double and then just keep renewing every four years or if they choose to do every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do you cross-reference with, with other agencies? Uh, for instance, when we give a grant to a small business, they need to have a a certificate of good standing from mm-hmm. from the from DCRA and uh, does that all automatically link up with the office of tax and revenue um is that that's the clean um the clean, clean hands, hands. Mm-hmm. um are there any areas where y'all overlap uh or exchange information or um well when it comes to certifications or making sure that they are in good standing we do reach out to the office of tax and revenue because when it comes time for a person to let's say for instance renew their license we have to make sure that they don't owe tax and revenue anything and if they do that they're on a proper payment plan gotcha gotcha so it's not that they have to have a zero balance (laughs) they just have to have a plan right correct (laughs) yes um yeah, we had a representative from uh, OTR, Mr. Bowie, mm-hmm. in, uh, last week, and he could not stress enough that just just don't try to don't it, avoid just, it. Just deal with it. We'll we'll help you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other um, I don't know frequently asked questions that you get? Um, most of the time, they want to know how do they form a corporate structure because a lot of times they're coming in with big business ideas. So they have these articles and they need them to be reviewed. So that's where one of our partnerships comes into play, the DC Bar Pro Bono Center, where a lawyer can sit there and sit down with you, go over your articles, making sure that everything is good to go before you upload them and register your type of corporate entity. So a lot of times that's where we get most of our frequently asked questions. Um, also, when it comes to permitting and, like I said before, location, that everyone's trying to find some sort of space <laughs> in the District location, of Columbia. Location, location. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DCRA offers workshops, right? Mm-hmm. Free workshops. So what are some of your workshop topics? Uh, some of them include financial management and credit reporting, uh, Next month in April, we'll have a clinic where you can meet one-on-one with a lawyer for free. And we also have um, workshops that are geared toward our seniors. We go out to the public libraries. And we have also a new workshop that we've been doing for the past year that's geared towards landlords to know how to deal with their tenants. Mm. Uh, That's a good one. That Mm -hmm. is a good one because there's, I mean, for landlords in general, commercial property owners in general, there's Mm -hmm. so much to to take into consideration too um is dcra the the agency that handles the blighted properties yes our vacant vacant, property Mm -hmm. blighted properties so we've had um some questions about that what's um are 
are you I know that you're more about permitting and licensing and all mm-hmm. that but um, the the vacant property program uh, what just so we can make sure that everybody that's listening knows <laughs> what they can and cannot do how does how does that work because it's uh, if a pro- if commercial property is sitting vacant they can have their property taxes raised right correct so can you can you talk about that a little bit more um, so when it comes to a property not being open that means no lights no running water um, nothing being involved there is considered a vacant property and usually blighted properties are when they're kind of destroyed and we have to come in and fix them up so there is a higher rate when it comes to taxes and that's on the OTR side the office of tax and revenue because of the fact that they're compensating for um you know not right. having you know that extra income but if they have it listed for sale or for lease then they are, are exempted from that Correct. is that is that indefinite no, it's for a certain time frame, but I'm not sure of that time frame. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, I was asked a question the other day about uh, a property that has been vacant for a long time. There for a couple of years, they had building permits, active building permits for the building, and those building permits have since expired. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be any further movement on it. Um, does that is that considered then a vacant property then if the, if the, I mean, if there's, does, does having an active building permit absolve it from being listed on the vacant property site? Yes. Okay. All right. So it's still considered a vacant property, but when it comes to the tax side, uh, I'm not sure exactly how tax and revenue deals with that, but I know it's not at a higher tax rate. I'd like to have Mr. Bowie back in here to answer mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, so what else you got going on for small businesses? Um, our free workshops. Um, we're getting ready to roll out our small business week. Every year we do a week worth of workshops. We do partnerships around the city with different organizations and agencies, uh, which will be the first week in May. We have partnerships with the SLBD, um, CNHED, which is the Coalition for National Housing. Nonprofit Housing and Economic Development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be going out into the community. We're going to be doing workshops at DCRA to sit there and inform customers that, hey, we're here to help if you have any type of questions um, related to any type of needs when it comes to if you're already in business, if you're starting your business, or you want to improve your business. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they can get uh, this information off your website? Yeah. So if anyone wants to register for any of our workshops, they can go to dcbiz.eastcenterdirect.com, and they're also available on our DCRA website, which is dcra.dc.gov. Gotcha. And um, I'm going to get you to send me that information electronically, and I'll get yeah. it up on our website right. out to our email, our, our business owners. Uh, I think that's great information to have. Um, I mean, a week's worth of free workshops, you can't pass that up. Yeah, and we're actually doing something in the Rhode Island Avenue corridor. I'm not exactly, I can't remember right now the actual location, but we're going to do a workshop that's geared towards food vendors um, that's coming up in late June. So I'll send you that information as well. Yes, please do. Uh, Is that going to be at SB Works? Uh, I'm not sure the exact location, but I know it's in the Rhode Island Avenue corridor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Mm -hmm. great. Let's uh, let's definitely get nailed down on that one. Uh, we've got because we just had a I just saw in the paper a whole new food incubator is opening up, so oh, that'll really? give us three in Ward Five, which nice. is August. Yeah, yeah, three. That, so that's very exciting. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much, Claudia. Um, if no, our you. listeners have questions, what's the 
best way for them to get in touch with somebody at DCRA? So if they have any questions regarding anything when it comes to their business or they just have any general questions, uh, our office number is 202-442-4538. The main number to DCRA is 202-442-4400. And if they want to get in touch with me, um, it's claudia.herrera at dc.gov. Very good, Claudia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, I will be following up with you for some of these questions. All right. That wraps up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back next week and uh, look forward to seeing everybody at Porch Fest, April 15th. Bye-bye.